You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques and the strategies of the rich and the super duper successful i hope you guys are ready we have an absolutely amazing show today all right so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is if you're presenting yourself with confidence you can pull off pretty much anything and that's from pop singer katie perry all right the title of today's show is called confidence boost Want to remind you, want to remind you, want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the calls, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. If you want to go back and re-listen to any of the shows, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. If you're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S. T-A-R-R, all right? My Instagram, I put daily videos out. So make sure if you're on Instagram, if you use that platform, make sure you check me out on Instagram. My Instagram is at Coach Mark Speaks, all right? If you're in the United States, I have a daily message service where you can get free text messages every single morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sorry for all my West Coast people. It probably comes in at 6 or 5 in the morning or whatever time that is, right? But um, to get those messages, all you have to do is text the letters B as in boy, B as in boy, D as in David to 411247. That's BBD to 411247. If you have not downloaded my book yet, Make sure you go ahead and download my book. You can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. And last announcement, I have an absolutely amazing interview that I did with one of my younger brothers. Now, he is super successful. He owns two physical therapy clinics, and he has a uh, weekly podcast that is absolutely amazing, and we did an hour-long show. I'm telling you, I had a great, I really, truly had a great time, and I revealed a lot of stuff about me that I probably never said on this show before. So if you want to check that out, you can go to my website. It's called www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. You can get an opportunity to listen to not only myself, but me and one of my younger, very, very successful brothers all right well let's go ahead and get started profile number one arlen hamilton now arlen first started studying technology businesses in 2012 at that time she was working in the music industry as a production coordinator helping put together shows for acts like kirk franklin and CeeLo green now at the time this was arlen's dream job although she loved what she did Arlen also noticed that many of the artists and music execs that she admired were investing the money they made in music into the tech field. This grabbed her interest. Arlen began reading and watching anything that she could get a hold of to teach her about the world of tech and venture capital. She would watch keynote speeches on YouTube and read blog posts and books by investors, even though she didn't understand most of it in the beginning. 
Now, because she had grown up as a Jehovah's Witness, she was used to knocking on strangers' doors, so she had no issue with randomly reaching out to founders and investors and offering to help in any way she could. Now, this is a really, really great skill that she had, right? She was knocking on doors as a part of her religion, but it got her comfortable in getting in front of people. We have to get in front. We have to be comfortable, especially if we want to grow our businesses, right? We have to be comfortable with getting in front of people. I highly suggest that everyone that has a problem, a little bit nervous or a little bit shy, make a pact to yourself that you're going to go and just start a random conversation with at least one person every single day. Now, you don't have to have a 20-minute conversation. It could just be just ask them something. Go in there and ask them about anything, right? Um, Maybe it's a store. Maybe it's just someone that you see in the street. And get yourself used to just randomly meeting and talking with people. I'm going to do this myself. So I, I would love to hear how this works for you guys, all right? Now, making connections and helping young entrepreneurs, young companies, land investments gave her a high. It became a hobby, something she did at home in Houston between her artist tours. Now, as she connected founders and investors, she saw that most often it was the white male founders she helped that received the most opportunities. It became very clear to her that there were certain people who were not getting meetings, even if they had a great company. Now, she was not only African-American, she was also a gay woman, and she knew that this was wrong. The hustler in her saw this as a huge opportunity. Now, while all the other investors were looking to markets like virtual reality and artificial intelligence as the next jackpot technologies, Arlen saw the next billion-dollar ideas in that pool of untapped, underrepresented entrepreneurs. I talk about this all the time. Now, she could have sat there and complained about, you know, the fact that most uh Maybe minority investor, minority founders aren't getting opportunities. And she probably did complain for a little bit. But guess what? She made up her mind that instead of sitting there and just complaining, she was going to do something about it. Now, Arlen chased the idea of a fund focused on LGBT entrepreneurs for about six months in 2013. But the idea just didn't take off because she had no credibility in the tech industry. Although her music career was on the upswing, she became more and more obsessed with getting into the tech field. In August of 2014, she decided that she would give it another try. Arlen wrote an email to all her music colleagues and told them she was putting her career on pause. Many looked at her as if she was crazy, which most people will do, right? Because they just don't get it. Now, because it was hard enough to get a gig in the music industry, but to turn down gigs was looked at as silly. She was turning down the only money that was coming in. She began living off her savings while lining up entrepreneurs she hoped to invest in and scrambling to meet more investors. She just needed to find one person that believed in her. That was a lot harder than she had initially imagined. Months would go by and Arlen was forced to leave her apartment, becoming homeless and bouncing around from one friend's couch to another. By the end of 2014, she still hadn't collected a single investment check, but she began building her profile with powerful Silicon Valley allies, including Sam Altman, 
the president of Y Combinator, the top startup accelerator. Okay, so this girl went homeless. Okay, she wasn't making no money at all. But guess what? She was making powerful connections that would pay off in the long run. Now, although Sam could invest with Arlen's company because of his commitments to Y Combinator, one night while Arlen was sitting in a motel room, Sam sent her an email that said, the world needs what you're doing and I want to help you. As she read that email, she realized that her idea may have been bigger than she initially thought. Shortly after, Arlen would move to Austin, Texas. A few months later, Arlen got accepted for 500 Startups two-week seminar for new investors in Palo Alto, California. She bought a one-way ticket and was on her way. Now, while at the seminar, she met other rookie investors as well as wealthy industry veterans such as Susan Kimberlin, who made a name for herself working with PayPal and Salesforce. Susan knew how hard it was for women in the tech world, and she wanted to change that through angel investing. Susan and Arlen formed a connection. Arlen was going to the, getting to the point where she just couldn't go any further without some sort of capital, and she finally found someone to believe in her and invest in her company. Now, with the capital that she desperately needed, Arlen began calling entrepreneurs that she had met months before and finally made the investment she had been waiting to make. Arlen's company started to gain momentum as she started getting bigger and bigger investors to support her. Now, with investors like Stuart Butterfield, who is the co-founder and CEO of Slack, which is Inc. Magazine's 2015 Company of the Year, Lars Rasmussen, an angel investor and veteran of Google and Facebook, and Mark Anderson, who is the co-founder of Netscape and Ning, as well as one of the biggest venture capitalists in Silicon Valley, as well as a board member of Facebook, eBay, and HP. Now with over $5 million of investment capital, Backstage Capital, which is Arlen's company, is finding the most promising female, minority, and LGBT entrepreneurs and giving them an opportunity in an industry where they had very little chance in before. What an amazing story. Let's see how it ends. She's probably going to become a huge venture capitalist. This girl started out three years ago and didn't know anything about the field, right? But made up in her mind that she was going to study any and everything that she can get her hands on. And then she made the big leap. Without anybody investing in her company, she went and quit her job and said, you know what? I'm going to do this thing full time. And went homeless in the process. But no risk, no reward. No risk, no reward. She knew she had to take risk if she wanted to get the reward. Profile number two, Simone Biles. Now, Simone was born in Columbus, Ohio. And by the time she was three, it was clear that her biological mother, who struggled with drug and alcohol addiction, was unable to take care of Simone and her siblings. Her mother's father and stepmother would take in Simone and her siblings, and in 2003, they officially adopted Simone and her younger sister. Simone first tried gymnastics at six years old as a part of a daycare field trip. On this trip, she saw the older girls flipping and twisting and immediately started copying them. The instructors then suggested that she continue with gymnastics. Simone soon enrolled in an optional training program at Bannon's Gymnastics. At the age of eight, her talent caught the eye of Amy Borman, who had never coached an elite gymnast previously. 
Simone, when talking about her coach, said it was a learning process together. So I think that's what helped us because we were kind of both clueless about it. So we were just learning together. Amy became a second mom to Simone. Now, Simone began her career in 2011, and in 2012, she switched from public school to homeschooling. This change allowed her to increase her training from 20 hours a week to 32 hours per week. Now, this little girl was putting in 32 hours a week. Some of us don't even put in 32 hours a year into something that we're passionate about. And this young little girl was putting in 32 hours a week. That's why she became a Olympic champion. Now, in 2013, after a catastrophic performance at the 2013 Secret U.S. Classic, with falls and mistakes on the first three events, Simone became so mentally rattled that she chose not to even attempt the vault event. She felt that she was going downhill from there and nothing was going right for her. Now, after the event, she went to see a sports psychologist, which she says helped her a lot. That's what I do. She became a completely different gymnast. In her next event, she had much more confidence and won the all-around gold medal and took several silver medals in all four apparatuses, the vault, the uneven bars, the balance beam, and the floor. Simone was now the best in the U.S. In the 2013 World Championships, she would win one gold, one silver, and one bronze. Now, Simone has won every single all-around competition she's entered since the 2013 P&G Championships. That's 12 titles in a row. Simone is the three-time world all-around champion, three-time world floor champion, two-time world balance beam champion, four-time U.S. national all-around champion, and a member of the gold medal winning American teams at the 2014 and 2015 World Artistic Gymnastics Championships and the 2016 Summer Olympics. Simone has won three gold medals at the 2016 Summer Olympics. Simone is the most decorated gymnast in U.S. history with a combined total of 17 Olympic and World Championship medals. Many now consider Simone to be the greatest gymnast in history. Profile number three, Anna Botha. Now, Anna is 74 years old, a great-grandmother of four, as well as the veteran coach of Wade Van Nykerk, who not only won the gold medal in the 400 meters at the 2016 Olympics, but he shattered Michael Johnson's 17-year-old record in the 400. One of the guys that I train, he runs the 400. And I'm telling you, most people thought that Michael Johnson's record could never, ever, ever be broke. Nobody has even come close to breaking it, and this man shattered the record from South Africa. Anna's grandson, Wade, started working with her after the last Olympic cycle in 2012 when he began his studies at the University of the Free State in Bloemfontein. She has been the head coach of track and field there since 1990. Anna was also a former sprinter and long jumper. Anna began her career training her daughter, Herma, in her homeland of Namibia, but soon had a growing stable of athletes. Her family moved to Bloemfontein in the late 1980s, and it was there her coaching career began to take off. 
Even though there's 50 years between Wade and Anna, they had found a partnership of personalities that works. Wade credited Anna's on Fox Sports after his win. He said that she's really kept him very disciplined on the goal and where he needs to be. Wade is really grateful for the fact that he can go on the track and say that his coach pushed him to reach every level and believe that anything is possible. Anna's philosophy is all about discipline and hard work. She says that you are never too old to learn. Let me repeat that. She said that you are never too old to learn. This is a 74-year-old great-grandmother trained Olympic champion at 74 years old. And that's the principle that she applied to turning Wade into an Olympic champion. Now, many people believe that confidence and self-esteem are the same thing. Now, although they're often linked together, they are not the same thing. Confidence is the term we use to describe how we feel about our ability to perform roles, functions, and tasks. Self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves, the way we look, the way we think, and whether or not we feel worthy or valued. People with low self-esteem often suffer from low confidence. But people with good self-esteem can also have low confidence. It is also possible for people with low self-esteem to be very confident in some areas. Another way to differentiate between confidence and self-esteem is that confidence can be seen by others and self-esteem is generally seen by yourself. Confidence usually gets links to arrogance as well. Now, both arrogant and confident people can possess a strong belief in their own abilities. Those with confidence can easily overcome fears and uncertainty. But sometimes confidence can turn into overconfidence, which then turns into arrogance. Arrogant people are usually also insecure. Let's now look at some of the differences between confident people and insecure people. Now, confident people are open-minded. Insecure people are closed-minded. Confident people give compliments Insecure people seeks validation. Let me repeat that one. Let me repeat that one. Insecure people constantly seeks validation. Number three, confident people are willing to learn from others. Insecure people are know-it-alls. Number four, confident people takes responsibility for thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Insecure people makes excuses for everything. Let me go back to number two. Confident people give compliments. Insecure people seeks validation. Ooh, I want to say that one about five more times. Number five, confident people operates on principles. Insecure people does what feels good. Number six, confident people admits mistakes. Insecure people blame others. Number seven, confident people are not afraid to show flaws. Number seven, insecure people comes off fate because they try to hide their flaws. Confident people are positive thinkers. Insecure people are negative thinkers. Confident people are risk takers. Insecure people stays in the comfort zone. Number 10, confident people never talks negative about others. Insecure people gossips. Number 11, confident people have an abundance mindset. They are givers. Insecure people have a scarcity mindset. They are takers. Number 12, 
confident people like spending time with people. Insecure people dislikes people. Confident people accepts others' differences. Insecure people are judgmental. Confident people can laugh at themselves. Insecure people worries what others will think. Confident people makes decisions quickly. Insecure people can't make decisions. And confident people keeps learning and growing. Insecure people stay stuck in old ways and bad habits. Now that we know the difference between confident and insecure people, let's now look at some of the qualities of confident people. Number one, they take a stand not because they think they're always right, but because they're not afraid to be wrong. Now, cocky and confident people tend to take a cocky people tend to take a position and then totally disregard differing opinions or points of views. They know they are right and they need for you to know it, too. Truly confident people don't mind being proved wrong. They feel finding out what is right is a lot more important than being right. Number two, they listen 10 times more than they speak. Let me repeat that. They listen. They listen 10 times more than they speak. Confident people are usually quiet and unassuming. They already know what they think, so they want to know what you think. They ask open-ended questions. They ask what you do, how you do it, what do you like about it, what have you learned from it, and what should they do if they find themselves in a similar situation. Number three, they dug the spotlight so it shines on others. Even if they did most of the work and even if they did overcome the major obstacles, truly confident people don't need the glory. They know what they achieved. They don't need the validation of others. They don't need the validation of others because true validation comes from where? Within. Number four, they freely ask for help. Now, some people feel asking for help is a sign of weakness. Confident people are secure enough to admit a weakness. So they often ask others for help because they are confident enough to admit that they need the help. Number five, they think, why not me? Most people feel that they have to wait to be promoted, to be hired, to be selected, or to be chosen. Confident people don't wait for opportunities that they either take them or they create them. Number six, they can't put down, they don't put down other people. People who like to gossip, who like to speak badly of others, do so because they hope by comparison to make themselves look better. The only comparison a truly confident person makes is to the person that they were yesterday and the person they aspire to become tomorrow. Number seven, they aren't afraid to look silly. When you are truly confident, you don't mind occasionally being in a situation where you aren't your best. Number eight, they own their mistakes. When you're truly confident and you don't mind being wrong, you know that when you're genuine and unpretentious, people don't laugh at you. They laugh with you. Number nine, they don't seek approval from others. They don't seek approval, but they do receive trust and respect from people in their life that truly matter. Now, I'll share with you a few ways to help boost your confidence. Number one, learn something new. Sign up for a class that you can learn a new skill or enhance an existing one. Number two, 
Go to a networking event and focus on how you can be helpful to other people rather than being nervous about your own stuff. Number three, get crystal clear on the things that truly matter to you. If they're not in your life, you need to bring them in. Number four, write a list of the things you're tolerating and putting up within your life. Then write down how you can remove, minimize, or diminish each one of them. Number five, write down a list of your accomplishments and successes. Recognizing your achievements is not egotistical. This is one of the things that I have the athletes that I train do. Write down your, it's kind of almost your confidence resume. Write down all the things that you've been successful at and read over it every single day. What this does is that it gives you the belief that, you know what, you've been successful before in life and you will be successful again. Number six, next time you talk yourself out of doing something, say what the heck and go do it anyway. How many things that we talk ourselves out of every single day? How many opportunities do we miss because we talk ourselves out of these opportunities every day? We need to make up our mind and say, you know what? Let me do it. What do I have to lose? Nothing. Number seven, do one thing every day that makes you smile on the inside or on the outside. Number eight, write a list of 20 things that keeps your mind feeling nourished and make sure you make room for them in your life. Commit these things to habit. Make up your mind that you're going to do these things every single day. You're creating these habits. After a while, they'll just become automatic. And then you'll see your life start to improve. Of the people that I train, the regular people that I train now, that's the first thing that we work on is developing these habits of things that we know we're supposed to be doing every single day. Number nine, learn to catch yourself every single time you tell yourself that you can't have, won't get, or aren't good enough to get what you want. Number 10, next time you're at a social event, don't just stick with people you know. Go and have a conversation with someone you don't know and you never know what or who you will discover. And number 11, find people that look like you that have done what it is that you are trying to do or that came from situations similar to yours, right, that, has, that is doing what it is that you are trying to do. And that will give you the confidence that you can do it as well. All right, all right. Well, that's all we have for today's show. But don't you feel like you just got a super-duper extra boost? Don't you feel like you have all the confidence in the world? I know you do. I know you do. Now go on and take on the world, all right? Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to any of the shows, go to www.powerhh.com. If you go on there, you'll be able to hear the interview that I did with my brother. It's absolutely amazing, all right? Just go on the website and scroll down a little bit, and you'll see that interview that I did with uh, one of my younger brothers, and we share a lot about our childhood, and it's just a really great interview, all right? Uh, Make sure you check that out. Uh, Make sure you share this with your friends, Okay, tell your friends about I know you got a friend right now that's sitting there probably all down in the dumps. They need a confidence boost. You need to make sure you share these weekly. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this on. And if they don't have access to that station, make sure you tell them about the website, www.powerhh.com. So the quote that we're going to end today's show with is confidence is a habit that can be developed by acting as if you already had the confidence you desire to have. 
That's also called fake it till you make it. All right. And that's from Brian Tracy. Thank you all. And until the next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.